This faith and finance podcast is underwritten in part by Praxis Mutual Funds. They are a leading faith-based family of mutual funds helping people integrate their finances with their values since 1994. With Praxis, your investments can make a difference for you and the world around you. Learn more at PraxisMutualFunds.com. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Galatians 6, 9. I'm Rob West. Man's purpose is to glorify God, and one of the ways we do that is by trying to make the world a better place in all we do, including our investments. I'll talk with Stella Ty today about investing that has a positive impact on the world. Then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Well, Stella Ty is our guest today. She's manager of stewardship investing, impact, and analysis for Praxis Mutual Funds. Praxis is one of the nation's oldest faith-based mutual funds and a leader in impact investing and an underwriter of this program. Stella, great to have you back with us. Thank you, Rob. I'm happy to be here. Stella, before we dig into some of these issues, why don't you share a bit about your personal journey to a vocation in impact investing? What inspired you along the way? Yeah, well, thank you. That's a great question. Um, I would say that I came to the U.S. uh, over 20 years ago to go to college and study economic development. And what really pushed me into that was uh, just a sense that I wanted to work in finance, but I knew that money could really make a difference um, in the world. And so as a Christian, that was my motivation. Uh, It excited me. I wanted to see where I could go with that. And that has led me into a career for almost 20 years now in the community development finance space. Uh, And then most recently, of course, here at Praxis, where I'm really impressed by our um, stewardship investing values. Uh, Mm. Maybe two of them are the respect and dignity, uh, to respect the dignity and the value of all people. And then... um, to have a concern for justice in a global society. Uh, So those things, if we can flow them through how we handle money and how we invest money, that's, that's been very exciting to me. Well, it is very exciting work, and I can imagine you love what you do. I'm delighted to unpack it a bit more. So would you describe what you do at Praxis? Specifically, what led a mutual fund company, Stella, to focus energy and resources on delivering not only a return, but impact to its investors? Yes. Um, yeah, that's a great, great question. Um I think at Praxis here, we've been investing for over thir- almost 30 years now. Um, and you're working with lots of faith-based organizations and investors who are interested in how can they make a difference with uh, their investments. And so when you think about investing, you think about impact, the way we're approaching it is we're trying to ask the question constantly, uh, which is, you know, what more can we do? How can we use the, the, the funds that we have, the goals that 
we have with our investors to to really make an impact. And so when you ask um, where does the energy go, about a year ago, we launched our Impact X strategies, which are mm. a set of you know seven impact uh, strategies across our five funds, and they've guided us in thinking about how can we measure real world change because that's what the investors want to see uh, through our funds. And so, uh, you know, if it's okay, I could maybe mention three of those. That'd be great. Yeah, and so um, so one of them is a corporate engagement uh, strategy where we have, I would say, about 15 to 20 direct engagements every year uh, with our companies uh, talking about how to make the companies better and have them serve their communities and their investors and the world, our environment, even better. Um, and so that's one. Uh, through our bond fund, we have our green bonds, sustainability bonds, social bonds. And so how can we get more impact uh, through investing in our bonds and then community development, which is the field that I come from for many years. And through that strategy, uh, thinking about community development and um, serving communities much better. That's powerful. Well, we're going to continue to unpack this just around the corner. How do these impact strategies work? What impact do they have on performance? And what about the real world implications of all of this? We're talking with Stella Tai today. She's manager of stewardship, investing, impact, and analysis for Praxis Mutual Funds. Much more to come just around the corner. Stay with us. We're grateful for support from Guidestone, whose diversified suite of investment solutions align with Christian values to create positive change in the world. More information is available at GuidestoneFunds.com. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of Guidestone Funds before investing. They're distributed by Foresight Funds Distributors, LLC, which is not an advisory affiliate, a registered investment advisor, nor do they provide investment advice. If you enjoy this radio program, you're going to love all of the many different resources waiting for you at faithfi.com and the FaithFi app. You'll find powerful wisdom, free podcasts, articles, videos, and more from leading voices such as Randy Alcorn, Howard Dayton, Ron Blue, and our own Rob West. Grow in wisdom and knowledge by connecting with a community of thousands of Christians striving to be good and faithful stewards at faithfi.com or by downloading the FaithFi app. It's great to have you with us today on Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. My guest today, Stella Tai, Manager of Stewardship Investing Impact and Analysis for Praxis Mutual Funds and underwriter of this program. We're talking about the exciting and growing space of faith-based investing and the real-world impact that's taking place through many of these investments. Today, Stella is unpacking some of the implications of that. And Stella, I'd love to pick up where we left off and have you explain how these impact strategies work and whether they have any impact on investment performance. Yeah, sure. Um, when you ask about impact performance, uh, what I could say is uh, here we have an, an incredible team of investment professionals who are dedicated to delivering financial performance to our investors uh, because that's what they're looking for. That's what they need. Um, innovative ways uh, where they can 
both get the financial performance that they want and yes. also uh, have some impact. Uh, the exciting thing is the strategies that we are using um, now have that performance plus impact piece. And so um, when you think about the corporate engagement piece, I'd, I'd like to share maybe one story with you. Sure. And one of our proud engagements that we have had has been with Delta Airlines. So when shareholders have their their values reflected uh, in the market in in this corporate engagement strategy uh, you have something like uh, that delta like delta airlines that is dealing with um, tackling the issue of child sexual exploitation and human trafficking that could happen um, through airlines across the world uh, right here in the US and so that um, engagement has seen Delta make a lot of commitments in training their staff in being able to identify uh, people that might be being trafficked or situations that might need a little bit of um, engagement and questioning, yes. um, and also flyers. If if you're on Delta Airlines, uh, you'll often find flyers or um, uh, different ways that they're advertising uh, in their their planes and in their areas for people to see. Hey, this is how you might be able to 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 identify a human trafficking case or something sure. that that could be worth paying attention to. So I think investors are pretty pretty pleased when their investments can also be used to to lift up some of these engagements. Yeah, that makes sense. Now I know in the bond space as well, you guys are seeing real impact and the performance is there also, isn't it? Yes, we're we're seeing that as well. Um, and so, in some of the the bonds that we have had, uh, sustainability bonds or impact bonds, uh, we've had uh, some purchases which are making a huge difference in Africa. I come from Africa, <laughs> mm -hmm. so when I see that happening, uh, I get yes. very excited. Uh, uh, there was a bond that we purchased that was um, a COVID uh, bond and a social bond, and and so it's. It's investing in um, companies and initiatives that are going to, to make a huge difference, even in Africa or even in South, South America or South Asia. Yeah, that's great. Uh, now, when it comes to the real world uh, impact of what you're doing there at practice, you're able to really see that in real time. And a lot of this is happening in the community development space, which I know is a passion of yours. So uh, share a bit about what you've seen. Yes. Um, yeah, I've been, like I said before, in community uh, development for, for many years. And to see it happening uh, here at Praxis has been great. Um, I think we've said this before here, that we have made a commitment to invest about 1% of our funds in community development. Um, and last, last year and the year before 2021, I was able to do a few site visits that were just wonderful. Um, one of them was in Kenya, where I was able to visit some, some investments that go through our partner Calvert Impact um, that make a huge difference. So, for example, there was a company uh, that I visited called BioLite, and they use a lot of solar powered solutions. Uh, one of their solutions was an energy efficient stove, so a cook stove that families can use in rural areas. 
where there isn't a lot of access to electricity and um, the emissions from these stoves were very, very low. Um, they also had solar powered solutions for lighting. And so if you're in a rural area with no um, electricity, for you to be able to have lighting in your home is just a wonderful thing um, where your kids can study in the evening and be able to do their homework well. Uh, those same solutions had power stations for phones. Everybody has a phone now, <laughs> a yes. cell phone or, you know, something like that. And so to be able to power your phone in an easy way is, is just, it's just a wonderful solution. And so seeing this happening at a high scale, reaching, you know, hundreds of thousands of families is, is I think the, the real definition of impact right there. No question about it. Estella, it's obvious that your passion for impact investing is rooted in your own faith. And you see a strong connection between what investors can do and what believers have been doing in their communities for generations. So share just a bit more about that. Yeah, yeah, so true. Um, yeah, I mean, Scripture has always um, encouraged generosity towards those who are poor. Um, and this has happened, you know, for centuries. We've seen it. And so in my own faith, uh, I think I would like to share maybe one Scripture that has sure. uh, just been such a wonderful encouragement to me. And this is out of Second Corinthians 9, where Paul references... Um, the generous and the cheerful sower. And as this sower is going about their work, um, it results in abundance, uh, abundance in what they're getting, joy, blessing, not just for the sower, but also that the gift is scattered freely to the poor. And so if we can be able to find a way through uh, creative ways of, of investing and investment management, um, then we can create investors, uh, those that are seeking to honor God and how they're doing uh, their investing with charitable services or uh, organizations that are sharing their values and making a difference in the world. Um, uh, that makes me passionate as a Christian. I can imagine. Well, I'm sure that folks listening today are curious how to learn more about everything you're describing here. So where can they go to get more information? Yeah, um, we have a couple of resources that are easily available. Uh, we have been producing a quarterly report that kind of gives a quarterly uh, statement of what is the impact, a few stories, a few statistics, a few graphs, and, and uh, yeah, just sharing the exciting impact that's coming out of the work through our quarterlies. Uh, we also have... Um, uh, this just a couple of weeks ago, we released our 2022 Real Impact Report, and uh, this is found at our website, uh, praxismutualfunds.com. You can go there and download a free copy and connect with us, and, and we're happy to talk to you. That's great. Well, Stella, we appreciate you stopping by today to give us a really good understanding of what impact investing can really do. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's Stella Tai, Impact and Analysis Manager at Praxis Mutual Funds. The website, again, is praxismutualfunds.com. All right, your calls are next, 800-525-7000. We'll be right back.
We are grateful for support from Praxis Mutual Funds. Praxis Mutual Funds has seven impact strategies that are designed to create positive real-world change. More information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. The fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses are contained in the prospectus and summary prospectus. This and other information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Foresight Fund Services, LLC. Hey, Greg, I need some advice. Oh, what's up? I'm really struggling with finding ways to cut back. With costs going up, especially in healthcare, what do you guys do? Oh, uh, we use CHM, Christian Healthcare Ministries. It's a health cost sharing ministry that's been sharing members' eligible medical bills for over 40 years. Sure helped us stick to our budget. Hmm. Uh, here's the website chministries.org. C-A-C-H-Ministries.org. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. Let's head right back to the phones. We'll head to Chicago. Barbara, you're next on the program. Go right ahead. Hi, Rob. Uh, thanks so much for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. Um, my, my husband and I, we are go- planning on selling the property this summer. And uh, and I heard you mention about the capital gains that we can um, kind of donate them somewhere else. And I, I just want to know what are the steps that we need to take to uh, pay those, I mean, give the capital gains maybe to a ministry or something like that. There's a couple of things you can do here. I mean, number one is if you're selling an investment property that you would normally pay capital gains on the profit, um, you could use a 1031 exchange to roll that into another property and essentially kind of kick the can down the road on the capital gains. You wouldn't realize them until you ultimately sell a property and didn't reinvest it in another similar property. Uh, in terms of funding ministry with real estate, it is a very effective strategy. And essentially what you would do is you, if you have a piece of appreciated real estate, uh, prior to the sale, you could give a portion or all of that property to a donor advised fund. So let's say, you know, for keeping the round numbers, let's say you had a $100,000 piece of property, uh, the market value today, and you wanted to donate 25% of that property to your donor advised fund prior to the sale, then when it's sold, you would uh, only pay the capital gains on the portion that you retained, the 75% uh, and whatever the gain was on that portion. And then the portion that was given to your donor advised fund, that there would be no capital gains on that portion because it was given away prior to uh, the sale. And so that would be a way to reduce the capital gains. And then once that money is available in your donor advised fund, then you'd recommend it out uh, through grants to your favorite charities or your church. Um, Does that sound like that might work for you or would that require you to do more than you were looking to do in terms of the giving? Um, I just didn't understand it. That that sounds like something we're interested in. So you said we would uh, donate like 25% or whatever and, um, of the property. Yeah. And when we sell it, the, whatever the uh, gains, whatever the value, they would get 25 or 50% or whatever it is. is that yeah. What so saying? essentially by giving whatever portion of the property away to your donor advised fund uh, prior to the sale, whatever portion was given away, there's going to be no capital gains on that portion. 
Okay. So yeah, only on that portion. So again, using my example, let's say the property was worth a hundred thousand and let's say 10,000 of that was a gain, right? So your cost basis was 90,000 and and it's worth a hundred today. So you would normally pay capital gains on the whole 10,000, but let's say you gave 25% of the property away. So now $2,500 of that $10,000 in, uh, in cap, you know, that would be subject to cap capital gains is now you're not going to pay capital gains on it because you gave it uh, to your donor advised fund. Then when the property is liquidated, that cash would come into your donor advised fund and then you could give that away and take a deduction on that amount, um, you know, against your tax return. So it's a way to get more money going into ministry or charity, minimize your taxes through both the the tax deduction as well as uh, missing out on the capital gains, if that makes sense. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Let me recommend you contact my friends at the National Christian Foundation. This is what they do every day, uh, set up donor advised funds, and their specialty is really helping God's people uh, do what they call complex gifts, non-cash giving. And um, you could set up a call with somebody. They'll kind of walk you through it with your specific example in mind and help you understand what's possible to accomplish both the giving that you're wanting to do uh, as well as minimizing the taxes uh, using this strategy. You'll find out more information or you can contact, contact them at ncfgiving.com. That stands for National Christian Foundation, ncfgiving.com. Thanks for calling, Barbara, uh, to Nashville. Hey, Chris, what can I do for you? Hey, Rob, thank you for taking my call. Um, I've got a dilemma. So I've moved out of state and... We've been uh, renting for almost a year. My lease is almost up. So I sold my house. I sold my business. Um, I have, you know, plenty of money in the bank. So when I go to get a mortgage for a a piece of property, they told me since I'm not employed um, that that counts against me. And I'm transitioning into another career, and it's going to take a little while for me to get certified in order to start this new job. And my wife makes uh, more than enough to cover, you know, what our mortgage would be because it would be either the same or less than our rent. But they said that because our, you know, because of the, what the rent payment is that she wouldn't qualify either. So what do I do about this? You know, I could use all my money, but then I wouldn't have, any savings, any emergency fund, anything like that, or I could go out and start working a job that I don't like, um, you know, just to qualify for this mortgage. So I don't really know what to do. Yeah, no, I understand the the dilemma you've got here, Chris. Uh, Tell me again, though, what is your plan with regard to your future employment? So I want to teach high school. I was in the restaurant industry. I want to teach high school, but my degree is not in teaching, so I have to go get certified in order to teach okay. um, All right. math, mathematics in high school. 
I see. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I would definitely, um, you know, reach out to a couple of um, lenders. I'd start with Movement Mortgage, uh, which is uh, one of our partners here at Faith and Finance. You'll find them at movement.com forward slash faith and talk this through. I mean, obviously, you're kind of caught in the middle here and you've got a couple of options. I mean, generally with a conforming conventional loan, uh, they're going to require two years of employment history and at least six months on your current job. And that's a challenge, just kind of given where you're at. So what do you do with that? Well, you've got a couple of options. One is, um, you know, you get a non-conforming loan um, where you're essentially doing a no-doc loan where you're not going to be able to show the income verification. You'll show significant enough cash reserves that would justify to the lender that you could make the payment long enough to make them comfortable uh, and you're going to have a bit of a higher interest rate that you'll probably want to refinance later once interest rates are lower and you've got your job. Uh, second option is you try to qualify on your wife's income alone based on the fact that she does have that job. As long as she's got the credit score and the income to justify it, where the ratios work. And the third option is you just continue to rent for six more months until you get that payment, that uh, employment history. So it's going to be one of those three. I'd reach out again to our friends at movementmortgage.com. If somebody can get it done, I believe they will be able to. It's movement.com forward slash faith. You'll get there, Chris. I know this is frustrating, but hang in there. And uh, if we can help further, let us know. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll make plans to join us again next time for another edition of Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you.